Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get into the video, we want to uh, talk about a quick word from our sponsor here, BET Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. Um, I personally don't bet a lot near this Tanner, but we know that when our friends talk about betting, BET Online is the place to go. They're simply the best. So head to the website, betonline.ag. We'll pop it up on the screen. And the link is in the description or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Now on with the video. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Chum Chat. It's just me and John today. Boys episode. Going to catch up about some things. Obviously, the main topic is the U.S. versus Mexico game. We're going to get into that, but I think we should start off, you know, just catching up. John, back in the States. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Yes, sir, bro. It's good to be back. Obviously, as you know, I haven't been able to link with you yet, but, you know, that's coming real soon. Um, just focusing on training, stuff like that, getting getting unpacked. Obviously, Tanner's midseason, so it's, it's tough with his schedule, but you know, just trying to stay healthy, stay uh, active in the offseason. You know how it is. What about you, bro? Same, bro. Just, uh, you know, the international break's on right now. So we, we don't have a game for another two weeks. So we're just, you know, getting ready, but training every day, working hard. But uh, but uh, this is your first offseason, huh? First first offseason? Yeah, I guess. Because last season, I guess, I mean, it didn't really count. That was like COVID. That was like a COVID offseason. So I yeah, mean, this, yeah, this first offseason, obviously not as long as the time I got last time, but you know, it's, it's good. It's definitely good. I hadn't been home in like a year, so definitely much needed, bro. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. It must be nice to be back. I know, I know that feeling of For being sure, back home. Bro. For sure, that's, bro. That's nice. Well, I think we dive in with uh, with our first topic, you know what I'm saying? What's that topic, bro? Tell the audience what the topic is. I forgot. <laughs> Let me see the messages, bro. What I say? wait did you actually forget that you were joking i nah, thought we were going I are we going i thought we were going straight into it or are we doing that in the middle no nah, the middle game? all right so what do we start with what did i say you said oh check snap check snap it's not on. oh floyd mayweather fight oh my goodness okay so did you watch the fight or no i didn't bro wasn't it the same time as the game yeah it was the same time as the game so i'm sat there at uh my girl's house uh my girl's sister's house we're chilling there and uh we're watching this. We're watching the fight on the screen because we paid for it. So I, you know, might as well say like, "Yo, everyone's gonna watch this." And I was watching the soccer game on my phone, and I was texting my dad, you know, keeping up with all the with all the things, you know. But uh, we'll talk about the game next. But uh, if you so you, you didn't watch any of the fight, you didn't see any highlights or anything. I did. I kind of did. I was keeping up like on Instagram, saw some highlights. I saw like I saw Logan came out like swinging like hard, right? Yeah. So first round. They start off, you know, they're just getting the feels. They're both showmen, so they're kind of laughing, doing jabs and stuff. And then at the end of the first round, Logan just starts, like, just not even throwing punches, just, like, hitting him, trying to get him. And I was like, all right, look, if he does this the whole fight, he's going to get gassed out. It's going to be wrapped. But he didn't. And honestly, props to Logan. He lasted eight rounds uh, with, with arguably the best boxer of all time. Obviously not a knockout artist, but defensive genius. And um, Floyd... I mean, even props to him, too. He comes in the ring um, with a guy that's 40 pounds heavier, 35 pounds heavier, uh, much younger than him. He's 44 years old. Not a lot of guys are still 
in the professional sport at 44. So props to him for uh, taking on the fight. But if I'm honest, it feels like it kind of tainted his career a little bit. Um, Cause at the end of the fight, you see Logan kind of taunting him cause, cause Floyd tried Floyd tried to, to knock him out. He, he threw hard punches and he, and he was trying to be aggressive towards the end and uh, he just couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. So, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of a tough, a tough feeling. Cause you know, Floyd's like, he's not really like a, the most liked fighter, you know, cause he, he beats yeah. everybody's favorite fighter. So, I mean, facts. It's, it's tough to, I don't know. The emotions are weird about the fight, but well, like the, the argument on Floyd or what I've heard about Floyd, obviously I'm Mexican. So like we root for Canelo most of the time, but the thing about Floyd is like, he mostly, like you said, he's not a knockout artist. He plays to win. So he knows what will get him to win. So he'll do a couple of jabs, a nice couple of hits, but he'll like kind of run the rest of the fight and that'll get him a win. You know, he's not like yeah. the big showtime guy with the hard punches and stuff like that. So that's a bit, uh, that's why he's a little bit controversial, but I see, what, I see what you mean. That's why I was confused too. Like, obviously, for the guys that didn't, if you're watching, you didn't watch the fight. They had no judges, so at the end of the fight, if no one got knocked out, which no one did, then um, then there was no winner or loser. Obviously, you look at the numbers. Floyd landed 40% of his punches, and Logan landed like 15%. So obviously, Floyd is the winner. But I didn't know if those instincts came into the fight, where you know Floyd was had that mentality of I'm gonna fight to win, you know? And, and he, when he wins when he wins four rounds in a row, he's like mentally, okay, I, I've won the fight, you know? Like I, I've, I've, done, I've done good, but if everyone's watching the fight, they don't care that like, Floyd should win, you know? Like if he doesn't win, it's like literally so embarrassing. So for us watching, it was like, if you don't knock him out, then you don't win. Like the only way Floyd could have won if is he knock him out. Cause realistically on the, on the day, on the day, Logan won. He won. Like he didn't win the fight, but he won the day. Like everybody's saying, like Logan man. Yeah, yeah. Even Floyd said he didn't know he was gonna be that good, but but I just think it was a crazy event. I don't know how Logan got that opportunity. Hopefully, Floyd don't be handing out opportunities anymore to anybody else like that. But uh, bro, I just think it's crazy. Like I think you're right. Like Floyd kind of, you know, he was kind of like at the end of the fight, he was trying to make up for it with his words. He was like, "Oh, I'll basically, just in it for the money." I think I saw him say he was like he's the world's best legal bank robber because he just like does yeah. fights for the money and stuff. So it was, it was weird, but I honestly didn't know that, that if there was no knockout, there was no winner. Yeah. So, that's it's weird. It, it was, it was weird how the event was, but uh, obviously you got to give props to both of them for getting the ring. And then um, even on the card, you saw, uh, you know who Chad Johnson is? Yeah. Ocho Cinco. Cinco. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, where did that even come from? I didn't hear about anything about that until the fight. Well, so I'm pretty sure Chad Johnson was going to fight Logan. So whenever Logan was uh, just finished his KSI fight, when, when KSI beat him, like whenever, however long ago, after that, Logan was trying to pick another opponent to make more money, you know, get, keep going in the boxing world. And he was kind of beefing with Chad Johnson. Like they were on, like on stage and stuff, beefing and stuff. And then, um, and then it just never happened. I guess they didn't get a contract, but apparently he got into boxing. Chad Johnson did. Maybe he's running low on money. I don't know if you've seen any of his interviews. Guy's crazy. So, uh, but he has a podcast. The I am an athlete. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. There's so no maybe way he's take... running low on money, bro. Low for him. Let me say low okay. for him. You know, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but so I don't know. Maybe he just wants to get into it. I mean, he. To be honest, he didn't look that bad. You know, like he looked. I mean, he looked decent, but obviously he got rocked. I saw uh, that. That was that was tough, but uh. Was that the same thing if, if no one gets knocked out? Is it a tie? No. So there's there's just a real fight. Pretty sure he lost. Uh, didn't get the dub. But uh, still, props to get in the ring. He's an older dude, too. So he looked good for his age and and, uh, and everything. But 
still just weird weird to see you know these other athletes get in the ring maybe me and johan get in the ring in a couple years hey maybe we might have to bro but hey if that's where the bag's at hey do it for the money like floyd says <laughs> yeah that's crazy all right let's get into the game let's get into event, the, the main event of this thing that the was main the event that was, yeah, that was a little undercard usa versus mexico nations league final so for our fans, let's just talk about Nations League real quick. Nations League is basically just a made-up event. Instead of having friendlies, they wanted to start a tournament or more of a league where the top four teams of CONCACAF play in the tournament. And then there's the B bracket, C bracket, and D bracket. So obviously, USA and Mexico are going to be in the top bracket. So it's just a semifinal final. And um, obviously, USA and Mexico won their semifinals. And in the final, crazy game. Uh, two two after full time, three two full time. Um, I was watching the game fully. I was I was stoked for the dub. Um, John, obviously your brother got called up to to Mexico, uh, for for training. I know he didn't make the roster or anything, but he was in Denver for the game. Yeah. And um, so what are your feelings about it? Because obviously I know that uh, Mexican family. You're American. You've been called with the men's national team. Your brother's there. So you have mixed emotions on 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 probably who won, but but what what were your thoughts about the game? For sure, bro. Good question. I mean, yeah, I was I was definitely torn, but you know, obviously you gotta you gotta support the family. So I was I was, I was supporting my brother out there. He's not obviously part of the team, but you know, he's been with the team, training the team, helping them get ready for the games. So um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think every football fan won by watching that game. It was a great game. Like no matter who you're rooting for, it was just crazy um definitely torn at the end a little bit for my brother having to deal with like those players going back obviously being sad that they didn't win um so that was tough and obviously feeling bad for the captain who's he's one of the others played there for so long missing that crucial pk you know you see pulisic captain for captain you know pulisic is the young guy making the pk you know taking the shirt off silencing the crowd and then you know you have the same chance to tie it up you know he doesn't convert you know but it's all in all just a fantastic game some questionable calls but i think overall i think you can't really complain about the refs honestly i think well, that's what i'm saying i think since he gave the first pk to christian he had to give the second one for mexico i'm gonna be honest Mark. though i'm gonna be honest though i think the second pk was more obvious in my opinion than the first one i don't know if you agree with me or not we were talking about it today at training so i to me what is mark meant to do with his hand there that's complete facts i agree it's just an unnatural position and it's it's so hard to to not give that because if you look at it it was hit with power it was on it was frame. going to goal. It yeah. was on frame. Now, with the Pulisic yeah. one, Pulisic is so, you know, like, he can get in between anyone. So that's what the advantage he has. But, you know, it was it was also weird because, you know, he gets his body in front. Yeah, it's it's my dad says it's a foul. Okay, yeah, it was a foul ultimately. But I also, you know, he, he puts his body first and gets the ball, which you see a lot defenders do. Yeah. So I don't that's know. Where, that's where it's tough for me is because if he does, if the defender doesn't touch that ball there, it's a clean foul. Like, it's a foul. But since he touches it with his right leg, at that point, he has he's considered to have possession of the ball. So it's a tough call. Obviously, it was a foul. It was a foul. Uh, you know, you say it was a foul. So, uh, no, I don't know. But uh, at the end of the day, though, call. at the end of the day, though, he started to make the PK. Props to Pulisic buried it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And I think anyone, everyone can agree with me. Pulisic in last game, because I watched Honduras game, and in this game, not super, super present, not super active not super dangerous i'd say from what we consider obviously he's had a long season with chelsea but um you know he came through when he counted so i guess that's all that matters but you know i don't know if you agree with me um 
I think all in all, U.S. had its moments, but I think Mexico was more wasteful, and definitely that helped the U.S. Um, in the result. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. Obviously, you, you see this guy who just won the Champions League, um, big player for that team, and he comes in here, and he, and he might not perform the same, but he's still a dangerous player. So I think Mexico did a good job of trying to close him down and not let him have any time or, or space on the ball. But uh, that still affects the game. And uh, I think for U.S., um, obviously, Mark McKenzie, uh, our boy had on the podcast, um, didn't have his best game, um, gave away um, a goal early, which hurt. Um, and then obviously, Mexico was going to be up 2-0, but they called it offsides, which it, it was offsides. It was. And uh, that, was, that would have been bad if they went 2-0. Uh, the 2-0, really I think, kills the game, I think, for the young players. I don't know what you yeah. think. I think that kills. I mean, I th- I think they would still push and try, but I think Mexico would have been too good to to give up two more goal to give up two goals in that situation. They would have closed the game down, you know, slowed it down a lot and and killed it off. But uh, but uh, I want to ask you what you think about Christian shushing the the crowd, the the Mexican supporter section. It was tough, you know. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, Mexican supporters. That's my country. I love them. They're so passionate. It's what I love about them. They can be a little over the top. You know, throwing things at the players, I don't think, you know, that's, you know, the most humane thing to do. I, I don't know if you saw, but even one of the, one of the Mexican players got hit. Um, yeah. So, that. you know, it, it's tough. I'm not going to comment too much on, on the state of the fans. Um, but, you know, it's from Christian, it's, um, I guess, you know, he earned the right to do that, I guess you could say. But, you know, it's definitely going to ruffle some feathers and, and you can guarantee that, you know, Mexican fans are going to come harder at him next time and and Mexican players are definitely going to remember that so I think this game set up perfectly this generation and and Mexico for to have some really really great games and I'm excited like hopefully both of us can be a part of it um, because I think for the next couple of years I think it's going to be some fantastic games yeah that would be oof I can't wait I can't wait obviously a fantastic game could have gone either way really um U.S. got the dub. It's a big dub for for a lot of U.S. fans, a lot of cr- critics out there saying, you know, whatever and whatever. But uh, the players pulled through. Uh, very, very young squad. So that experience and that and that type of game with with a full stadium is uh, is only going to help us uh, to keep moving forward. But uh, props to Mexico and, and U.S. It was a, it was a great game. So I think that's uh, that's solid. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to ask what you thought of um, what's it called. I, I thought it was very impressive. I think MLS and, and DK was telling us, bro, I don't know if you remember. Um, he was telling us there's not that much of a difference between the European guys and MLS guys. And as you can see, you know, guys that really stepped up, like Acosta, Kellen Acosta really stepped up there. Yeah. Moving from midfield to left back in Linus, who was destroying Ream, you know, was relatively quiet going up against Acosta. So I think, you know, I think, you know, Mex- I think Mexico definitely had had chances i don't know if they were as wasteful they were wasteful but it was a combination of wastefulness and also you know big saves from keepers like stefan uh closing down that 1v1 versus lozano and uh yeah and just just good decisions overall obviously i think both teams made mistake made mistakes what i was telling my dad is the u.s pressure was good in the beginning you could see that mexico was struggling to go yeah. out to get out and they were making mistakes so i think all in all just a really good game and um yeah, I mean, you can't ask for much better as a football fan. I mean, that was fantastic. Obviously, if you're on the losing side, it sucks. But like you said, U.S. could have been on the losing side just as easily. You know, a couple a couple of calls don't go their way. A couple of mistakes don't go their way. It was, that's that's the beauty of it. It could have gone either way. What a game, man. I was I was so pumped to to win. I, th- I feel like it's 
you know, every time I see the U.S. team do well, I, I feel like I'm a part of it. I'm, I feel like I'm a part of the country, the team, and, and I feel, you know, that pride. So it feels nice to have that pride, you know. A lot of, a lot of teams I watch in soccer, like when I watch Liverpool, obviously they're one of my favorite teams. I don't feel that pride, you know. Like, you know, in the, in the moment I'll feel happy and I feel, you know, a little bit of a chispa, but it's, it's, nothing, uh, it's nothing crazy. But when I watch, you know, the U.S. play, I, I feel that, you know, so. I completely understand that, bro. A thousand percent. Yeah, a thousand percent. I get that. I think I was going to say, going back to like Pulisic's performance, what was dangerous about Hambra, and I was telling my dad too, is how quick he is when he gets the ball in the middle and he turns, it's like you just feel danger immediately. Yeah. Like, and I was like, you have to foul him. You have to do something, bro, because like, if not, it's it's so dangerous. But, um, man, I just, I just think that, you know, first of all, obviously Reyna coming up big. But uh, I mean, without a doubt, Weston man of the match, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you, what do you think your man of the match is? But I mean, I think it's pretty clear, especially you know, basically two goals for him, I would say, because the first one, I mean, that's that was all him. Post. That was all no, him. No, I yeah. mean that was him again. So uh, didn't play as well in the first half, but obviously the game went on for like for a lot longer than it was supposed to. So so he he, I mean, the amount that he runs and the amount he puts in uh, to go 130 minutes is. It's insane. It's insane. I I was, I was telling my dad, I was like, this guy's all over the place. Like, where is he not? He's in the attack. He's in the defense. You know, he's helping out versus guys like Tecatito versus guys like Linus. You know, I think it's insane. I think Mexico wins though. Obviously it's hard to give it to a guy from the other team, but I think, I think me and you talked about a little bit. It's got to go to Tecatito in my opinion. Just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. I think that's, that's part of the beauty of it. What I want to see is the golden boy of the U S obviously not Pulisic, but Dest. Go back up against Tecatito because I remember Des. I don't know if you remember Des' first game, got megged by Tecatito, and now now Des has raised yeah. his level. So is Tecatito. So I want to see that battle again. Or you know, a Linus versus Des battle would not be bad either. Because I think he had already I been mean, taken out, right? When Linus yeah, came yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we see it a lot. Of, a lot of times, you know, a lot of games where it's going to be U.S. versus Mexico in, in a final or, or just a, a regular game, friendlies or whatever it may be. So so uh, we'll see a lot of matchups coming up. At the end of the day, bro, as you see, four three three posted it. All these big accounts posted this game. If we can see have good games, I think it's it'll help grow Concacaf in general. And and for me, it's not as much of a okay. I think yes, U.S. Mexico when they play, they should be okay hating each other. Yes, perfect. But I think when the U.S. plays, not against Mexico, I know it's hard for Mexican fans to admit this, but I honestly think Mexico should root for them to beat other countries. Because I'm honest, personally, I'm tired of thinking okay. A World Cup winner is always going to be in Europe. A World Cup winner is always going to be in South America. I want it to become, okay, a World Cup winner can come from U.S., Mexico, Canada, Costa Rica. Like, I want all these countries to become better. Like, you see Canada coming up for sure. Costa Rica is always giving problems. You know, I want those little countries, Jamaica, to start, you know, blowing up. I think it's for the good of everyone if we continue to have these good games. And as you were saying about the pride, bro, I don't know about you, but I saw, like, a bunch of, like, straight casuals, like, casual soccer fans or football fans posting the U.S. men's national team, like, posts when they were champions on their Instagram story. And, like, yeah. little stuff like that, that reach, it goes out, it goes out. You get more fans. And the, the game blows up more. And, obviously, as you know, I'm American, but I'm Mexican-American. I, I was born here, but I can play for Mexico. So, if more players develop that are good and maybe aren't necessarily good enough for the American team, but, you know, Mexico likes them, you know, that even more, you know, you're creating better and better players yeah. for these two teams. And, and hopefully – you know, one of the two can can bring home the trophy in 2026. I think it's yeah. possible. No, I definitely agree with you that that any any of the North American, South American, uh, or just North American teams that uh, or Central American that uh, do well 
um, against other teams in the world is uh, is good for all of us because at the end of the day, a World Cup can come from us, especially when it comes to 2026 to, to the state. So so I'm excited for that. But uh, I want to talk about kind of jump to the last topic and we could just end it. But uh, obviously you see the fans throwing stuff and then you see the fans throwing stuff in the NBA and it's a whole rally. You know, they're trying to get fans kicked out. The guy lost his uh, season tickets for spitting on him and um, all those things. What do you what do you have to say to the to the NBA fans that that didn't see the game uh, that are acting like, uh, you know, that in soccer, it's the same thing. I mean, if you go to if you go to Europe, you're going to see this all the time. You're going to see fans like you see in Champions League. They they set off fire alarms. They do fireworks outside the hotel. They're doing crazy stuff when the team comes in with the bus. Like it's a different type of passion. And I want I want Americans to know this, that soccer, football is a different type of passion than any sport. So when you talk about a fan throwing popcorn, it's a little different than a fan throwing, than 120 fans throwing beer cans at you when you're right next to the sideline. Like it's a little different. So I just want everybody to know that, like you said, the exposure for soccer is going to go a long way. Today or on Sunday, that game, that that feeling of a whole country uniting, you don't get that in football. You don't get that in basketball as much. Um, that that U.S. side coming together, that's going to help us grow as a country. And and we talk about it sometimes off 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 camera, but a little bit on. We're a country that needs something to unite us, and I think a World Cup or something like that will will help us a lot. So. For, for, for a lot of fans out there, sports fans, I think soccer is something you need to start watching for us because the U.S. game, you saw that pride, you saw that fight, the whole game, maybe 20 fights between U.S. and Mexico, and, and that's what we need to have. We need to have uh, our fans having our back. Obviously, the stadium was packed, and the, the fans were great, and that's what we need to start having. So I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. But a thousand percent, bro. And, and not even just we don't, want, we don't want people to live in the States to feel obligated to support the U.S. Obviously, if that's what you want to do, of course, but just in general – if the more fans we get in the U.S. that are supporting, if you're from Canada, if you're from France, if your family's from wherever, the more fans we get supporting football and supporting their countries, that means their kids are going to start playing football. Their kids are going to start loving football and just the sport just grows. And that's what we want here. Ultimately, we want, you know, football to be the number one sport here so that, you know, I think the U.S. can blow up, obviously, as a national team. And and as the U.S. blows up, you see, uh, you know, countries like Mexico, countries like Canada, other countries benefiting. Because as you know, one of our best friends, Pacheco, from here has Guatemalan roots, you know, what's so up, what, if the game continues to grow, why can't Guatemala be a really good national team, you know, who knows? Yeah, facts. So I think that's just yeah. part of the, the, the exposure that these games get and the passion, like you said, of the fans, bro. It's different. Yeah. I want to bring up the, the NBA playoffs. We can cut it out if you think it's not going to be good after, like uh, when we rewatch it and see if it's good for the episode. But, but uh, obviously NBA playoffs popping off right now. First time thing since 2000, uh, 2007 or 2011 that that we don't have a LeBron or Steph in the final. Yeah, I think 2010, 2011 around there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, something like that. So obviously, crazy year. A lot of good teams. Obviously, uh, you see these teams come in that uh that are ranked number one, number two, playing versus these other teams, and it's not a sweep. There's a uh, there's competition every round, and uh, obviously the Mavericks and the Clippers. What a series. Um, I know you're a Dallas boy, so obviously you got to root for the Mavericks, but uh. Are you, are you watching that? I don't think we ever talked about that. Um, at the moment, I'm I'm supporting the the Mavericks. I mean, I, I love Luca. It's crazy to see how 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 he's blowing up, doing his thing, and uh, I love I love the Luca show. So I'm I'm down with the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, as you yeah, like you said, I'm a Dallas boy, so I support the Dallas teams. Support the Mavs was here. I remember 2011 when we won, but bro, nah, you should shout out Jogo. You should see Jogo when they're playing, bro. 
because snaps he sends he sends me like paragraphs like Porzingis isn't playing good bro like Luca gets no help <laughs> he's, he gets so into the red so funny but I agree I mean it was frustrating I think it was so winnable um you know they had the three two oh. lead um just Luca I think you know I think some people are not gonna like me saying this but first of all I think Luca does need to share the ball more At the same time when he does share it no one scores so uh, I think it's a combination. I think some big changes are coming. Obviously, you know, I'm a football player. What do I know about basketball? But I think I do know a little bit. So definitely get Lucas some help, bro, because he can't, he's scoring 50 points a game. We're still losing by like 30. So like, come on. You know what I mean? I don't know what you yeah, think. It's, You're a basketball boy also. Yeah. It's tough because Portazing is, is, is raw too, and, and they're <laughs> filthy. But uh, I mean, it, it's more of a situation where he's got to read the game. I feel like they don't do a good job of, of when a player's like scoring, they don't find them the ball. Like you see the Nets, you see the Warriors, you see uh, the Lakers, you see these top teams that when somebody gets hot, they just get them the ball. Like they don't worry about, you know, the ego, whatever's going on. Like if he's an eighth man and he's and he's he's getting buckets, then give him the ball. And then once he stops, then then play normal basketball until you find the next one. And it's all about those hot streaks because you see in basketball, teams go down by 10, 20, and they come back. And then the other team goes down by 10, 20. It's just – it's all about the momentum of the game. And, uh, but for me, very winnable, winnable game for, for the Mavericks. And if, if they win, I'm definitely going to a game the next series. Um, it'll be really exciting. But for me, I, I personally think the Nets are going to win, are going to win the whole thing. I just don't see, I don't see how they lose a four game series or a seven game series. I mean, I, I think so too. I mean, it's just insane. Harden, even if Harden's out, I think I'll still think Kyrie and Katie can carry them to the title for sure. And, and Blake Griffin's, Griffin's snapping too right now. Yeah, Griffin's doing – I mean, he just does his thing. He's been doing his thing, but teams don't catch on to it because, I mean, our they're fans so don't. They're so focused on Kyrie, KD, they're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I think – I mean, if they play – the thing – that's the thing with them is it's like if Kyrie isn't having a good game, then you have KD and Blake. You know, if Blake's not having a good game, you have Kevin and, and Kyrie. It's just, it's just like – it's unfair. But, I mean, anything could happen. The Bucks are raw. Giannis is raw, but – Bro, I, mean, I was I was I was looking at something on ESPN today. Five of the eight teams that are left haven't even like ever won a championship, which is crazy, including the Nets. Yeah. So some 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 history is gonna be made this year for for NBA. But uh, I just want to touch on a little bit, you know, get the fans interested in a little bit of basketball. You know, we talked. Yeah, about I mean, a we sports, so yeah, we we started with. This wasn't just a football podcast. Obviously, we, we talked to Nick Mullins. We talked to Hunter Renfro. We talked to Danelle Leva Gymnastics. So, you know, golfers, you know, this is just sports in general. We kind of definitely want to – yeah, we kind of definitely want to expand more back in this, just sports in general, not just football as, as Tim knows. Because um, I think – I mean, we're, we're knowledgeable about a lot of different sports. So, we can definitely – when the NFL starts, definitely start talking to more NFL players, you know. Uh, we definitely want to get some NBA players on. So, yeah, we just want to expand, continue to expand. We we gotta land a first NBA player. There's sure, a few bro. names I'm thinking of now that we could probably get, but it's just crazy the the NBA uh, players. They just have such big clout. It's hard to to reach out uh, personally. So we'll have to you know go through our agents and stuff to to actually set up a time and stuff. But uh, I think it's very doable. I think we're gonna get some uh some NBA players. Uh, we we got some in the works. Uh, my agency has some. We just signed some NBA players. So maybe we'll start you know start our way at the bottom, work our way up. But but that's how we got to do it. You know so. Thanks. But uh, we appreciate all listening. It was a good episode catching up with Johan. Uh, it's uh, it's been you know nice and chill. These are the episodes I, I love the most. Just just talking, uh, regular and uh, but I hope y'all having a great week. Keep motivating. Keep working hard. Uh, keep being happy. You know. Uh, shout out Johan. We're we're just back in the in the grind and never stop. So uh, 
we'll, we'll meet up soon. We'll get a little live, you know, mukbang or something. We'll, we'll go get some food. Maybe, maybe Judd, I don't know. He's kind of on the, on the ranch right now. So I don't know really what he's doing. He's, he's out of touch, but, uh, just want to make sure y'all are doing well. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode and, uh, go find your success. This is Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.